Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So the Republicans attempted to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. And, uh, and I'm always reminded uh, of a good friend of mine that said it's easy to vote Republican. It's hard to be a Republican. And it seems as though Republicans have mastered uh, their own self-destruction. How you would engage in this exercise, not being assured of the passage when you have a majority in the House, and the whip not being able to figure out whether or not you're going to have any defectors, and it doesn't take many, three in this case, and you go down in defeat. Completely and totally embarrassing for the Republican Party. If it ended there, it wouldn't be so bad, but it doesn't. There's fumble after fumble after fumble over and over and over again, and we never quite understand what it is that we're ultimately trying to accomplish. When you think about some of the votes that have been uh, put up and have failed in a Republican majority house, you begin to wonder, who's counting votes? Can we count? Do we know what we're actually doing? And what's happening now is that there's some real serious consternation and doubt about whether or not they're actually going to be able to put together a case about with uh, President Joe Biden. Obviously, there should have been and, and easily can make the case as it related to Alejandro Mayorkas in, in what they have done and the recommendations that he's made uh, to the president relative to the southern border and the lack of what's going on there, right? The Biden administration has taken 535 immigration policy actions as of January 2024. You've heard me talk about this a lot, about, you know, it, it seems as though we can loosen immigration enforcement through these executive orders, executive action. But when it comes to tightening enforcement, According to Biden, the only way that that can happen is through legislation, right? So this attempted bipartisan immigration bill, I said to you the other day, uh, it's not worth the paper it's written on. It, actually, it's going to make things worse. There are those that are saying because 
the Border Patrol Officers uh, Association, the union that represents the officers, are in favor of it. Well, you've got to dig a little deeper to understand what that is all about. There are some provisions in that bill that would actually help Border Patrol. Why would they stare that in the face and be opposed to it? Something is better than nothing. But when it comes to affecting policy, is that really where you want to be? Something is better than nothing? I understand from an operational perspective that there are things in there that they would, and tools that they would like to have access to. But when you're talking about overarching policy that will impact this government, your quality of life, where your taxpayer dollars are spent for years to come, the assessment in the process should be a little deeper than something is better than nothing, right? If we really want to do something, and I said this the other day, the existing law simply says that if you cross the border anywhere other than a port of entry, you enter this country illegally. Trump exercised Title 42 authority in shutting the border down and deporting people. I said the other day as well, why don't we just embrace a policy? If you want to pass a bill, doesn't have to be very long, certainly not hundreds of pages in length. It could be about two paragraphs to just take the Title 42 authority and give that emergency authority to the president and not have all of this 4,000 crossings, this crossing, that crossing, whatever crossing, the crossing is illegal, plain and simple. So why not make this bill plain and simple? Any crossing other than a crossing through a port of entry, you will be deported. End of the story. But obviously, there are both members on the Republican side of the aisle and members on the Democrat side of the aisle that don't want that. Wink, wink, somebody's benefiting from illegal immigration and, you know, we'll bastardize this bill with all kinds of other triggers and links to Ukraine, funding in Israel, funding in in the attacks on the Houthis and Yemen and this and that and everything else to try and water down and try and shield from the public's view what's actually happening, but more importantly, giving people that have to vote against it an out. That's how all these bills are crafted, to make sure that for some, there is an exit strategy. You are under the mistaken impression that it's about you. Get over that. It's not. It's about them. And it's about convoluting bills to give members an exit strategy. Because the diversity of thought in this country is still very broad, still very diverse. And no one wants to consume political capital. So until we have single-issue bills, up or down, where we understand exactly what they're voting for, yes or no, and simplicity, we will continue to play this blame game with these shifting sands of where the public's Uh, perspective and opinion is on issues 
all the while providing cover for House and Senate members to provide an exit strategy. And that's never been more emblematic than this immigration bill. If we are serious about this, it only takes two or three sentences. We don't have to wait on a trigger. We don't have to do anything. The president has the authority. Shut it down. Then we'll know whether or not the president's willing to do that. In an election year, as this gets closer and closer to Election Day, if this continues to be a pressing issue, if the public's perception and opinion doesn't change and actually the furor that they are expressing at the present time, which is being revealed in the poll results today, increases, guess what's going to happen? Joe Biden's going to shut down the border. Because it's that volatile of an issue right now that even with the craziness that's going on in the Republican Party right now, they're doing a great job of beating themselves. I've never seen a party capable of rope-a-dope in itself as much as the Republican Party. It's absolutely incredible. And we keep playing these games about impeaching this one, impeaching that one. This impeachment game is a loser in the end, quite frankly. And it'll continue to be a loser. But back to the bill. We're, we are actually going to empower a whole lot of people and complicate this immigration process and not make it any, any greater. Kirsten Cinema said the other day, the highlight of the bill for her, now she's an independent now, allegedly, from Arizona, a border state. And she was, she was the individual asked to work with the Democrats and, and, and Langford from the Republican side to reach a consensus in a bipartisan bill. The other day she said that the most important aspect of this bill is that it increases detention beds from, hold on to your seat, 36,000 beds to 50,000 beds, a plus up of 14,000 beds. Right. The president can't exercise the shutdown until there's a certain number of crossings going across the border. If it reaches a certain number, it's mandatory that he do so. We actually would fill the 14,000 beds in less than a week. In less than a week. And that's the most important part of the bill, according to Kirsten Cinema. Second to that would be redefining and strengthening asylum in, in how you support your claim for asylum. But again, why would we give them the benefit of a claim if they cross the border illegally? It makes no sense. And what we are do, truly doing are punishing those that have evidence and can reach the evidentiary threshold of their claim for asylum and making it more difficult for those individuals. The answer to that is that they will provide more exception countries. And we just go in a very circular routine 
and it never gets resolved and the numbers are going to increase. If you talk about the 5,000 crossings a day threshold, that's 1.87 million, I think, if my memory serves me correct, illegal crossings annually. We've basically embraced that. Why would we do that? Why would we embrace that number? Don't be bamboozled by those that are saying, well, you know, the Border Patrol Officers Association voted in favor of it. They would be foolish to not. If it leads to additional tools that they have, something better than nothing, that's great from an operational perspective. But from a public policy perspective, it's a disaster. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 